This is Angela Hauser with your Disclosure News Online nightly news cap, designed for those who want an audio roundup and recap of the highlighted stories from the past 24 hours. It's Tuesday! You haven't heard from me since Thursday. And that's because we have an amazing print version that just hit stands today. All of them and all our vendors, and just like the last one, it's flying off the shelves. So hurry, hurry, hurry out and get it before it's gone. We were sold out in most locations today on last month's paper, and the E-Edition is heating up the web with this month's as we speak. And so, here's your newscap for the evening of Tuesday, February 10th, 2015. We'll start the newscap with information we obtained last Friday when we learned about a car crash on Interstate 57 in Marion County Thursday, which has been determined to have been caused by a medical event occurring with the driver. According to press information from Effingham County Coroner Dwayne Guffey, his office responded to St. Anthony Memorial Hospital on Thursday, February 5th at approximately 12.15 p.m. in regards to a deceased male. The victim was identified as Robert Vaughn, 61, of Fairfield, Illinois. The victim had exited the roadway at the 143-mile marker on I-57 southbound at approximately 11.50 a.m. He crossed the median and the northbound lanes, left the roadway, and struck a tree. It was determined that the victim had passed away from a cardiac event and not from injuries sustained in the accident. Effingham City County Ambulance, Farina Ambulance, and the Farina Fire Department assisted at the scene. The investigation continues by Marion County Sheriff's Department and the Effingham County Coroner's Office. Then we learned that sentencing had been finalized in the case of a man who Edwards County authorities say did a whole host of bad things this past November. David W. Golden, 35, of Francisco, Indiana, was arrested November 3, 2014, on charges of escape from a peace officer, possession of meth manufacturing material, and possession of an amount of a controlled substance. On Friday, Edwards County State's Attorney Mike Valentine's office announced that Golden was sentenced on each 5.5 years on the escape charge to run concurrently with the possession of meth charges sentence of same and three years on the controlled substance count. Golden is getting 68 days credit off his DOC sentence for time served in Everest County, this in the White County Jail in Carmi. He must serve two years mandatory supervised release on the first two counts, which are both Class II felonies, and one year MSR on the third count, a Class IV felony. Golden must also pay $2,932 in fines and fees, none of which have been paid yet. Yesterday, we learned that the man who brought to light the violence that some cops seem compelled to force upon their spouses and children has had new charges filed against him this in Will County, Illinois. Drew Peterson, now 61, the former Bolingbrook, Illinois cop who was found guilty in 2012 of murdering his third wife, Kathleen Savio, in 2004, and who many believe killed his subsequent wife, Stacy Peterson, upon her 2007 disappearance, was charged yesterday with solicitation to commit murder. Peterson made an appearance in Randolph County Circuit Court since he's been in Menard since his conviction, and apparently the details of his attempt to put a hit on Will County Prosecutor James Glasgow, the man who handled the case against Peterson, originated from Peterson's prison cell. Illinois Department of Corrections spokesperson Tom Scheer advised disclosure that Peterson has been moved to a secure location within Menard's facility while this situation is going on. Scheer said in a press release that Peterson remains incarcerated at Menard Correctional Center where he has been moved to a unit of the prison with additional security, which is appropriate given the charges filed. Inmates in the unit where offender Peterson now resides are much more restricted in numerous ways than those housed in other areas of Menard. The Peterson drama 
underscore the revelation that the public has come to be aware of in recent years, that some people get into law enforcement so they can carry out their violence against members of their own family and continue to get away with it. Savio's death by drowning in a bathtub with no water was literally ignored for years by Illinois State Police, apparently protecting one of their own until Stacy Peterson's disappearance, which to this day remains unsolved. Last night, we learned of an arson and high-speed chase that occurred yesterday, Monday, February 9th in Saline County that involved the burning of a house in Ledford where one Mary Kay Byers, age 37, was living with her three children. Apparently, Mary Kay had been having problems with a local punk she'd been seeing, Austin Neal Carter, who, at 21, is quite a bit younger than Ms. Byers, but whatever. Anyway, she'd taken out an OP against him last week, and when the fire was first observed on the night, apparently Carter was in the area. There was an ensuing high-speed chase, according to our law enforcement sources, which ended with a bad crash in Johnson County, south of Saline. Carter survived it somehow and is in lockup tonight at the Saline County Detention Center in Harrisburg. We don't know charges yet. We do know that half the people involved in this, mostly from Carter's family, are screeching the collective, It didn't happen that way! But we don't have details, just the general, so we're not sure which way it happened. So we're gathering that for you and should have it tomorrow. Be watching and listening. Then in a press release from Effingham County State's Attorney Brian Kibler today, we also found out that one of the people whose mug graces the front page of the issue we were getting on the stands all day since 6.30 this morning, Stephen Larson, 60, of Altamont, has been charged with a fifth count in connection with the alleged kidnapping of a 13-year-old karate student of his, indecent solicitation of a child. Larson is alleged to have abducted the girl from a rural area of Effingham Saturday, January 31st, after he picked her up at her home that morning to get to his studio in Effingham, but he didn't make it. Instead, he took off with the girl, and another minor girl, who was driving the two, left his car at the Amtrak station in Effingham, kind of as a decoy with a note inside stating they were headed to Chicago, and had them all head south to Sykeston, Missouri. They all went to a motel room, and this was where they were discovered and Larson apprehended and brought back to Illinois. Larson has already been charged with two counts of kidnapping, a count of obstruction of justice by destroying evidence being two cell phones, and unlawful, or yes, unlawful restraint, rather. The new charge of indecent solicitation of a child alleges that he knowingly solicited a child under the age of 17 to engage in an act of sexual penetration, which has an enhanced felony level, Kibler said, because the defendant held a position of trust or supervision over the minor child, presumably that of her karate instructor. There are more charges being contemplated. We shudder to think what those are, or what actually happened. We'll have an update just as soon as we get it. And finally, earlier today, we also learned that there's been another death in the Nolan family. Jeff Nolan, 51, was found hanging in his cell at the Saline County Detention Center in Harrisburg at some point in time earlier today. We first learned of it in the middle of deliveries today and had it confirmed around 5 p.m. Regular readers and just about everyone in Saline County will know the Nolans, including Jack Nolan, retired from the Illinois State Police and who spent a couple of years in Saline as Mike Henshaw's investigator for the Office of State's Attorney. Jack lost his battle with cancer in late June 2011. His son Jeff had posed an awful lot of grief for him as a lawman 
And in 2013, Jeff was indicted on a drug charge that was unresolved at the time of his death today. Our official sources are telling us that the reason Jeff was in jail to begin with this time had something to do with making threats to a police officer. An article in this month's issue, just getting on stands today, outlines a set of OPs that he and his wife Shannon had taken out against each other. Jeff wasn't very happy with this in the article in last month's issue that outlined his daughter Mallory's jaunt into alleged criminal activity over in Redbud, where she's accused of holding up a payday loan place. As far as we can ascertain, she's still in jail over that one. So this is just a sad situation all around. Check out the website here and our Facebook page for all the recriminating posts about it, coming from those in the criminal realm as well as those in the realm of law enforcement. The investigation into Jeff Nolan's death continues. And that's it for tonight's very lengthy cap. As long as the news keeps pouring in like this, we're going to be busy like this. And that's all right. Maybe I'll start calling it the every so often news cap. Whatever happens, get out, get your print ver version, and get an e-edition too. That way you're covered all the way around and you won't miss a thing. This has been Angela Hauser with your February 10th Disclosure News Online Nightly Newscap. <laughs>